Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, hello. My name is Atiqua. I am on all social media platforms as that finance chick. I show professional and entrepreneurial women how to build wealth for themselves so they can live their lives on their own terms. I have been in the finance industry for over 11 years now. And the main reason why I started this journey of mine is watching my mom. Um, I learned from her that no matter what your situation is, whether you are in a romantic relationship or not, that women should have their own and you should be able to even the playing field financially so you can you know, live life on your own terms and exit situations that you otherwise wouldn't be able to exit without your own funds. So that is how I started my journey and what I do. Wow. I love that. That's a, that's a deep, you know, why to be able to have the example. Cause I think that that's maybe the opposite of what a lot of people get, you know, like a lot of people don't maybe talk about money in their families at all, or they don't get any guidance or, or gems. So is that what inspired you to go into finance in the beginning or what kind of helped you to branch off into this new realm that you're in now? Honestly, no. Um, I kind of fell into finance on accident or at least unintentionally. Um, I just knew that as my first job, I didn't want to come home smelling like French fries. Um, so <laughs> I found out during my sophomore year of high school that our local credit union was hiring high schoolers to you know, start. So they were going to pay me $12 an hour versus the standard $7 an hour. So I'm like, okay, you know, let me see what this is about. And then I realized that as time went on, like I really enjoyed finance. Um, initially, I planned on owning my own nightclub, if you ask the 16-year-old me. But um, I realized that there was such a need um, for financial literacy and financial help. I was educating people three times my age on, you know, budgeting and how debits and credits worked in bank uh, in the banking field and just worked my way up as time went on. And then I just realized that I love business still, but I also hate being told what to do and working in <laughs> retail banks um, just wasn't mixing well with my spirit. <laughs> I hear that. You got to listen to your spirit and adjust accordingly. It sounds like you have always been a go-getter if that's what you decided early on was, you know what? How can I maximize how can I maximize my employment as a young person? You said, "I'm not going to be smelling like french fries." Thank you very much. <laughs> so, for you at the in at this point, right? Cuz I'm sure you've had plenty of coaching sessions, you know, led people through courses and consulted. What do you see as some of the major roadblocks for women on their personal finance journey to building wealth? It's definitely their mindset and their lack of faith in themselves. Um, Your mindset is, and this is what I tell all of my clients, is that it can make or break your financial journey. Um, You have to get into the habit of retraining your brain and your thought process because what you think is going to become your reality. And as hippie-ish as that sounds to a lot of people, it's true. However you handle money in your mind is how you're going to handle it, you know, physically and in reality. So that is the main roadblock people have. Yes, um, it's always great to make more money, but making more money doesn't do anything for you if you're not handling your finances properly um, in your mind. 
So if you're constantly saying, okay, well, I get paid tomorrow and you're figuring out how to pay everybody else first instead of you paying yourself first, you've already lost that battle. Or if you're already planning on, oh, I'm going to buy these shoes when you haven't put anything towards your portfolio or savings account for the month, then you have already lost that financial battle. So that is one of the main the main things that I see people are having um, as far as like the roadblock, financial roadblock goes. I love that you said mindset and a lack of faith in themselves. So I, this is perfect because, you know, I always say when we're talking about money, we're talking about so much more than pieces of paper with dead people's faces on them. You know what I mean? We're talking about we're talking about confidence or the lack thereof, self-esteem and trust and 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 all these other things um, that affect how our financial journey goes, but it's not like we ever get to have these conversations or understand how these other things are influencing, you know, how we deal with money. So you mentioning that is like the perfect, <laughs> the perfect segue. I didn't primer or nothing, y'all. Okay. Because I've been telling people all the time. Um, and so it's really important to focus in those areas because at the end of the day, like you mentioned, right? Like money is an inanimate object. So it doesn't take on the characteristics of anything other than what we give to it. So if we're aimless in our mind, then our money's going to act aimless because it's just going to take on whatever characteristic we're displaying. So I love that you mentioned that. For clients who you work with that are like making strides and they're getting really great results, what would you say are some of the common denominators? That they have let go of control <laughs> and accepted help. Um, because you don't know what you don't know. And the whole reason of hiring someone is to help you navigate a situation that you normally wouldn't navigate. Um, so it was really them taking, taking less control and allowing somebody else to help. And then also realizing that they have work to do on themselves and made strides every single day to say their financial affirmations, to check their budget every single day. Um, to ask questions when something doesn't make sense. So those are a couple of factors that play into those clients who are financially striving. I love it. Again, that has nothing to do with the the paper. It has to do with a person's you know ability to practice awareness of where they're at and understand that where they want to go might require that they need support, support that they've never had before or enlisted. Um, and I think sometimes people will lean on, I don't want to say the wrong, but like the least qualified support, right? So if I'm if I need help with my budget, my finances and whatnot, if I to go if I go to someone else who also doesn't know what they're doing, right? It's like the blind leading the blind, <laughs> as opposed to finding someone who is specifically trained or has experience, has, you know, um, receipts and all that fun stuff in expertise and helping people be able to make progress in that area. And so for you, what do you think gets in the way of people investing in themselves? Because I just feel like I was talking to someone and they said, um, you know, personal growth and development is expensive. And I'm like, I mean, but it's like the one thing that matters most, <laughs> you know, like it could literally change your whole life, you know, like, it, and we, we seek to invest in all of these other things and investing in ourselves is what comes last, you know? So what do you think gets in the way of people investing in themselves? Um, if you think that that's something important for people to do? Honestly, I just feel like if it, if you are having a hard time investing in yourself, that just simply means you're not ready. 
Um, you're not ready for change. You're not ready to you know, create the lifestyle that you say that you want to, because at the end of the day, you either do it or you don't. And it might sound harsh to a lot of people. I don't really sugarcoat anything when it comes to my clients. Um, cause it's, it's one of those things like I'm here if you need help, but if you're not going to take the help or you don't want the help, then you're just simply not ready yet. Um, and that's what it boils down to. I've had to swallow that pill for myself, just business wise. I had a friend tell me that exactly if it's, you're either going to do it or you don't. And that's, that's just it. Well, in this tribe, we practice honesty and aggressive support. And so I always tell them, you know, I'm going to drag you, but I'm going to drag you with love. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> things that I tell you are going to be really honest, but I promise it's for your best good. And it's true, you know, and I think that we need to be able to have more honest conversations with ourselves um, so that we can recognize, you know, where we're at and then just accept it. If you're not ready, okay. You know, like, what do you need to get ready? Do you need to sit in that place? Let it be. <laughs> okay. So then- We've talked about some of the roadblocks. We've talked about the common factors as far as what makes someone successful. Um, for you in the place that you're at now, how is it that you're seeking to serve specifically for your clients? Like, what is it? What is it that you that you when it happens, whether you get the results or whatever the case may be, like really continues to fuel you to move forward? Because I assume that it's not easy, you know, to do um, to do this work, and it, it is a lot of work and time consuming. So, what are those like? Either if it's like a success story or something like that, that you're like, oh my gosh, like this is why I'm doing this. Well, you know, we all know that COVID has played a, a huge part in people pivoting. Um, and for me this year, well, honestly, going into 2019, or excuse me, 2020, I went in with the intention of getting clarity. Um, I was focusing on trans uh, intentional transformation. That was my theme for 2020. And although a lot of us had asked for clarity, we got it, but it was aggressive. And I realized, one, I needed to pivot who I was talking to, who I wanted to help and why I wanted to help them. Um, and then I, once I got down to that point, I was like, okay, well, I need to stop selling individual courses. I need to focus on maintaining and building relationships. I need to focus on that long-term relationship instead of, hey, hey, here's this transactional you know, offer here. Let me make sure that you actually get what you are purchasing. Let me make sure that you actually understand what I'm teaching because it does us no good if you buy something and you don't use it and you don't understand it and you can't apply it. So I really just took the time this year to aggressively pivot um, who I was talking to and how I was serving them. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I love it. You know, it sounds like you're just committed to making sure people get the results they seek to see in their life. And you want to follow, you want to see it through, right? As opposed to saying like, and that's the thing that's crazy because when I talk to people or in general, right? Like a financial plan, you can, there's multiple options. Like literally you can Google it. It's step one, two, three, four. You just do what it says, <laughs> but, but it's easier said than done because all this other stuff comes into play, whether it's the confidence or, you know, if it's the budgeting, the emotional spending, all these different things um, that get in the way of someone being able to execute a plan that is otherwise quite simple. And so it sounds like what you, what you seek to do now after observing, I'm sure, right, from, you know, what was happening before to, to your pivot is that, okay, how do I ensure 
that they actually get the results that I know they would get if they did the course, but something's going on here that they're unable to kind of like finish or follow through or get the best out of it by themselves because maybe they need that support. So it sounds like you you found um, the gap and then you filled it. Yes. Because, you know, with your systems, of course, you can tell who's opening what, how often they are using it, how long are they in it. And I started to see like people, they you see the steps that they're taking. Yes, I want to I want to go ahead and start tackling my debt. They pay for a course. They might have gone through one or two modules and then they stop. They plateau. Um, But when I was doing my accelerator program these past couple of weeks, I realized that, yes, they had the modules. They opened the modules. But because we had ongoing support for those 12 weeks, they were showing up. They were executing on what they paid for and what they were trying to accomplish. So it was that ongoing support that's needed instead of, you know, the transactional aspect of let me just get this course and hope and pray that I actually follow through on it. I love that. That is amazing. So, okay. So now you're doing more of the one-on-one support, making sure that they actually are making it through because life gets hectic. And I think I think the research shows that when you have an accountability partner, you're at like a much higher rate of success. Than otherwise. Absolutely. And because I have been so intentional on working specifically with women, um, I noticed that there was a higher rate of success because they are in um, a group full of like-minded people who are trying to accomplish the same things that they're trying to accomplish. They don't feel like they're judged. They can ask questions freely. Um, They can relate to the people inside of the group because they look like them. They've gone through similar experiences on top of me being able to be an additional resource on top of the group. So it's it's really proven to be successful um, in giving people that support that they needed. I love it. Okay. So then for you, I'm asking, I'm asking everybody right now. So you get to, you get to be asked too. <laughs> what is it that you're leaving in 2020 and what are you taking into 2021? I am leaving things that no longer serve me. Uh, so that's the social media platform that I was using. <laughs> that was my old business practices. I'm leaving all of that behind. And coming into 2021, I am taking courage. I am definitely um, understanding my worth a lot more. And I am definitely taking more control over my time. That's significant. I love that, right? Because I I mean, maybe the worth and the time kind of go hand in hand, or maybe I'm putting that together in my own brain (laughs) based on, based on me. But I love that you mentioned that because I think that's something that so many, you know, specifically women kind of deal with is whether it's like understanding your worth and asking for what you're worth, um, making it plain without like a hesitation, like, oh my gosh, what is someone going to think or whatever the case may be. Um, so I really enjoy that you, that you seek to make that as like one of the priorities for you in the new year. Thank you. Okay. So then what would you say for somebody who they're on the fence, right? Like they're, they're wondering if they are ready. They're not sure if they're ready. Um, but they know that they want progress or results. They know that they want to be able to take care of themselves and things like that. You know, 
what would you say to that person? Just do it. Take the leap. <laughs> Stop thinking about it because the longer you think about it, the easier it is going to be for you to talk yourself out of that change that you deserve and that you desire. Um, you have to be able to love yourself enough to be uncomfortable while you're making the necessary changes to be able to live life on your own terms. So just do it. Stop thinking about it. <laughs> yes. I've got a lot of overthinkers on the podcast. Like I said, I was going to drag you, but it's dragging with love. Okay, everybody. <laughs> I'm an overthinker too. So it's fine. I'm dragging myself right along with you. <laughs> if you are thinking about doing something that you otherwise know would be for your good, you've done your research. And it's like, I think that a lot of times, you know, I, people, people, wonder if they're making the right decision. And a mm -hmm. part of the overthinking is like, what if I make the wrong decision? Right. But a lot of the people that I come across and chat with, um, are, are pretty thorough, you know, pretty thorough in their, in their process of making decisions. They're not reckless. They're not impulsive. They do their research and, you know, cross all the T's and dot all the I's. And then like you mentioned, it's really just all right, take the leap. And then and then know that there's wins and lessons and lessons lead to redirection. So it's a win. There's you win no matter what. So I love that you mentioned, you know, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And if nothing else, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's so tough. And I try to drag people lightly, but I'm getting to a place where it's like, I just have to be honest more and more these days, right? Yeah. So because there's a lot at stake, <laughs> um, especially with the way that the world is. And so I just feel like the hesitation that people have when it comes to investing in themselves energetically, monetarily, you know, with effort, spiritually, that we somehow view those stakes at a much higher risk than we do when we're doing something like, uh, I don't know getting our nails done, right? Like, mm -hmm. or, or getting something at the hair store or makeup, we'll make it rain at the, at Sephora, but we won't, you know, spend money to, to get lessons and information and support that goes beyond, right. The makeup running out. And so the more, and the more that I kind of like work with people and I'm like, all right, here, I like trying to like hold my tongue. But at the same time, I'm like, ah, we might need to reorganize, like you said, our mindset, because at the end of the day, like, if we're doing all these things over here, but, and it's still not leading to us experiencing the life that we want, then we need to reorganize or go back to the drawing table to some extent, not meaning that you need to cut out the things that you otherwise love, but how can we also make space for our growth and our development over time? Absolutely. Um, one of the things that we also need to remember is that we can be our greatest liability or biggest asset. And if you are your liability, you just point blank period need to make changes um, because you're the only person who can take care of you the way that you want to be taken care of. You're the only person who knows your financial goals the way that you know your financial goals. You're the only person who knows your finances because you have your finances. So we need to turn ourselves into assets for our lives, for our next generations, for our families, instead of creating additional liabilities for ourselves. Ooh, wow. That might have to be where we just wrap it up because that's just the whole truth and nothing but the truth. You could be your greatest liability or your greatest asset and you get to choose and you can find support that is out here genuinely ready to help and assist you. So I would love, Atiqua, if you would let us know where we can find you, where we can get connected and get support from you. Of course. 
So I am on Instagram as that finance chick, but I am also in the process of moving my main platform to YouTube, which I'm on that finance chick as well. Um, I have a light group coaching program that will help people who are just starting out on their wealth building journey without making them feel overwhelmed. We have monthly masterclasses. We have weekly chats. We have a private community inside of my app where um, we just talk about finance and help you get to the next stage financially. Um, If you are someone who's a little bit more advanced and you know you want to have just a wealth building plan, I do have a 12-week accelerator starting in January as well. Um, Those are the two main ways to work with me on a deeper level. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for spending some time sharing your knowledge, dropping some gems, and helping us to reshape our mindset. Truly appreciate you. Of course. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.